And it's Monday, and I'm Dr. Lee Merritt, and I was once an orthopedic surgeon and now a professional medical rebel, and this is The Dangerous Dames. And with me is my dangerous colleague, Courtney Turner from the Courtney Turner Podcast. This is where we talk dangerous, we speak dangerous truths. We talk about the things that the mainstream media doesn't want you to hear. So, hey, Courtney, nice Hello. to see you. Yeah, nice, yeah. To, nice to be back. So our 12th, this is our 12th one, right? I know. That's I know. crazy. We're actually getting into the double digits. I mean, this is kind of exciting. Those so, are super um, so we've been, you know, so the, the bunch of stuff coming out now, and we were talking off camera one time about this and decided to do this, but about all the disclosures that's happening. Yeah. And so now there's two concepts. There's, there's dramatic Un unpredictable Catast disclosure, catastrophic, catastrophic disclosure, disclosure yeah. and then there's the controlled disclosure. Right. So, and then, and then we were just talking, I think there's another category we have to put in there, the false disclosure versus yeah. the true disclosure. So <laughs> Project Bluebeam. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, I, so the video, you would send me a video on Telegram with this guy talking about it and it was really that he brought up some other concepts that I wasn't familiar with, like choir savant. And then the uh, the hitchhiker syndrome. And yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with them either. But so they were like the results. So the the summary basically for those watching is that the choir savant is so they do these disclosures and then people have access to. So this would be, I guess, theoretically, like all that esoteric knowledge that's been withheld from the masses. Now they have access to it and they basically become savant. So they're they're able to do all sorts of like, you know, telekinesis and mathematical equations that they previously wouldn't have been able to do. They become, you know, mm -hmm. kind of uh, intellectually superior. And then the other one was the hitchhiker syndrome, which was basically where uh, everybody has like a psychological breakdown and <laughs> <laughs> they, the masses can't handle, the, which is what they always say, right? This is the intelligence yeah. apparatus justification for withholding information oh the masses can't handle it and the analogy he broke down was like okay if we have a hundred two hundred even you know a few hundred thousand people who are privy to information and they go crazy like we can handle that he said a million becomes a problem we have you know a hundred million is a really big problem we right. have you know eight billion then we, we have a catastrophe so but, you know, and then that's what they always said about mm -hmm. if we met aliens, right? The, the right. whole thing, you know, and I think you have a couple of videos we can show about that, the, the, the problems there. But, you know, that's what they've always said. And I've always thought to myself, I'm tired of you assholes, excuse my French, keep treating me like a child. I'm not yeah. four years old anymore. And I give more credit to the average guy on the street than you elitists okay. do, obviously, because I don't think... It's going to be like that. Now, are there going to be some people that panic? We can, they always want to cite the war of the worlds. Yep. I don't, but you know what? That's a story. I don't know about your family, but that's a story that was never told to me by any family member or anybody of that generation that lived through it that thought mm -hmm. it was a big deal. Just like the pandemic of 1918 was not taught to me, even though my family lived through it. One line in my grandfather's diary, not a big deal. They make it a big deal when they tell us now. Well, but, that's oh, really interesting because I, I mean, my family never talked about it. I don't, right. like, I only knew of it from studying Tavistock. And what's really interesting about that whole experiment is that Cantrell actually wanted to release like the findings from it and Rockefeller wouldn't let him for like three years. 
the, the findings of what happened with the war. Of the yeah. World. Like the whole, well, you know, the whole experiment, like a research, you know, what happens if we have like mass panic induced on the population, unleashed right, on the but population. There really wasn't mass panic. There was, we heard these stories. How many yeah. actually panicked? How much, what, what actually came of that? We always just hear it in the theoretical. What do we have concrete numbers? Well, I, my guess based on that, because I mean, I didn't live through it and I haven't even heard people who, who lived through right. it talk about it. So my guess is that it didn't produce the results that they were expecting it to produce. Right. And that's probably why he suppressed the findings. I don't know. I'd have to dig into that. That's, but I just, I remember finding that really interesting when I was doing research on it and I, I couldn't find any more. I just found that it was suppressed for a few years. They didn't release it. But right they away. did eventually release it. Did you, it did. Do you remember what they said when they released it? What did they? No, that, that's what I'm saying. I have well, to go and find that. They still really tell us. Yeah. No. Which tells that's us that the, the bad guys don't want it out. Yeah. Yeah. Stirs terror through U.S. Really? You know, I heard about <laughs> World War II. I knew about, right. you know, I, 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 I never heard. And I heard about the Korean War because I had a relative in it. But I never heard about that. I, I mean. Again, there are these things yeah. that it's the real the real uh, problem with disclosure is them lying about dis the fear of disclosure to continue to keep things silent from us. I think. I think so too, and I think also possibly to uh, create a buildup and anticipation, and in order to heighten the fear, because if you're Right. If you're kept in suspense, if you, if something is just released and you deal with the information, some people may react, some people may not acknowledge it. Some people may be like, oh, interesting and want to look more. Uh, you know, but if you should keep people into suspense, there's a, you have an increased likelihood of fear. So, right. And, and I did not think of looking in newspapers. I have an archive. I pay for a news archive every year. I'm, I'm okay. going to go through and do that. I'm going to make a note right to myself and do that because I want to know now how many people really succumb to the fear. Well, that's just, but my guess is they're withholding this information. They're building a lot of suspense so that if they do, they can use it right. as a fear campaign to manipulate people for control. Uh, that's yeah. my guess. That's part of what they're, it, it's like they have, I always think of it as like a, a toolbox. They have a lot of tricks in their bag and, you know, that's they I pull out whatever, depending on, what they think is going to work at that time. Then if it doesn't work, they move on to the next. Because what do you hear from people? I mean, I deal with everyday people every day. And mm -hmm. if anything, what I hear from people, if they discuss this, they say, oh yeah, we all believe in aliens. I mean, we've gone from nobody believing it to a lot of people believing it yeah. already. Right. And they're not running around in panic. They're just kind of like disgusted that the government hasn't been honest. It's like, that's why you see all these like, and, and again, you never know completely who's on what side, but you know, the Steve Greer group that's been looking at this, it's all independent researchers that have been looking at this, that have been concluding that there's truth to it. I looked at it. I looked at all this thing about area 51 and I said, yeah. obviously they're lying about this because they want you to believe that it was, you know, one day you've got a guy saying an alien ship crashed in, in Area 51. And the next day they say, oh, that was just nonsense. It turned out to be an air balloon. So I, I've learned this from George Webb. Look at the people, right? So right. I went back and looked at it. It wasn't just some ragtag guy that saw the initial crash. It was a highly trained intelligence officer from World War II. He didn't right. just make it up. He could tell the difference between a balloon. He was an Army uh something i think he was a major at the time i mean he was uh, so he had been through world war ii as an intelligence officer and he 
is now the first guy on the site observing this and reporting back to the base. And he said, you know, now alien could not necessarily mean from outer space, but it wasn't. He saw letters. He saw things that were not English that he'd never seen this writing before. It was something that was unusual to the point. He thought it was otherworldly or something not not that he'd ever encountered before. And yet they told him it was a weather balloon. I don't think an intelligence officer in the army makes that mistake. No, I don't think so either. Whether <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound right at all. I I don't know what's interesting about the whole uh I mean we know about Project Bluebeam and then we also know all of the predictive programming. Like there was a whole TV show Alien. Right? They've done so many over the years. So I it's not that I don't think it's possible, but I think they're they're trying to create suspense and build a narrative around it. And I think it's to serve an agenda. Ultimately, didn't Reagan say this actually? And I think it makes such sense that, you know, we could unify the entire world against the potential threat of an extraterrestrial threat, right? What better way to create a worldwide governing body than we have to, to protect ourselves from the aliens, right? And isn't that really what Von Braun meant? Was saying, yeah. Yeah, I so think he that's warned us of that. Warning. Now the other part, the, so the so that again, we're, it's like a it's like a matrix diagram, and I say that in mathematical terms. I mean, you got two yeah. columns and two rows, and the problem is you've got catastrophic disclosure, non-catastrophic disclosure, and then you've got true and false disclosure, and all the different combinations here. Um, exactly. Yeah. So secret yeah. and it's not just about aliens just think about it it's no about our history we're talking about aliens but we have to it's in my opinion the technology medicine, let, medicine. Say, again i'm having a hard time convincing people that there are no viruses even though yeah. i can take you back in time and show people the nonsense of the science that brought us here at I least know. they should question it but they're so convinced because of the narrative that's been run on us and i'm going to tell you in my lifetime that narrative was not out there Right. In 1970, we weren't talking about viruses like we are now. That's not that many years ago, really. No, no, no that's, that's three years. And 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 it, in in the medical books, it all changed in in the in the 80s and 90s, mostly in the With 90s. The AIDS, right? I I think that's really what uh, spawned that whole change in narrative. Yeah, because they became profitable and and also, but but it was, but you can also go well, back also and look how they, what they were doing. Right. You can go back and look how they, they created the false reality of this. What yeah. else? There's there's history. We know our I history. Think like technology. They, they they don't yep. they, a lot of times DARPA and not just DARPA, but really around the world, they'll be working on uh, tele, uh like intelligence uh uh technology and they don't reveal oh, what they, the discoveries and this is I know this is <laughs> HIV LTR, yeah. Um, you know, that's what he looked like when I fell asleep right in front of him one time, actually. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that was a while ago. Well, and that's, let me ask you this. So here's the thing about the technology. So one of the things that we're, we're hearing that is mm -hmm. coming out as disclosure is that there's the bubble world, the clown world that we live in. And then there's right. the black world, the black project world, where they're actually on the moon. They're on the Mars. They're mining things. Right. Uh, latest one is invest in uranium stocks because many... Uh, reactors are out there on Mars and on the moon. And, and it's uranium's a big deal. And these uranium seeds and the price is going up. And that does, that's not a bad 
potential play. On the other hand, what about thorium? See, part of me is I just have enough science background. I'm saying, is right. that story right? Why would you do it with uranium when we know when they if they're that advanced, they knew about thorium. So I, right. I have some problems with that. But my point is, is that do we really have those bases out there? Or is this going to be an excuse to disclose technology that otherwise they'd have to admit, oh, yeah, we elites have had this technology for 50, 60, 70 years, but we just didn't give it to you little people. I, I think that's yeah. part of it. And then I think there is also, it's a funnel, like it's an embezzlement funnel. Um, so oh, an embezzlement funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's what NASA possible. looks like to me in general. But if, but if technology is actually going to be released, if we start right. seeing stuff... That we, you know, and it does appear that we have had technology transfer oh, yeah. that suddenly happened that you you just, we didn't get there real organically. It's like, where did that come from? Well, like the computer or the internet, right. which right. Shiva invented apparently. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or Al Gore, if you believe him. So, yeah. So again, it, they have to justify that they yeah. were keeping it secret and an off-world program kind of makes you feel better about it, maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out as another motive to be obscure about this whole thing. I, I think that's a, I think that's a factor. I, I, I think about it. I had told you this offline. I, what I'm seeing with Elon right now, I think is very tied to all of this because they're painting him as like this big hero, this big savior, but his, every single company he's involved in is instrumental in executing the fourth industrial revolution. So ultimately he's a technocrat and he keeps talking about how we're sending a, you know, we're going to have this whole, basically a refuge on Mars. And yeah. to me, it feels a lot like, I could be wrong, but it feels a no, lot like the same type of a narrative crafting that they did for the moon landing, right? Didn't they rally all the neocons? And you still have a really hard, at least I do personally, I still have a really hard time talking to neocons about the moon landing. Like they just will not let it go. Well, because for them, it's believe like, it. well, and not just that, but it's what justifies American exceptionalism, right? We beat Russia. And that's a huge part of how they crafted that narrative. And I think it's a huge I think that's the, why. That's the, yeah, that's the inline inside the beltway, uh, guys. I'm not sure. You know, the average guy on the street now thinks it's all BS. That's true. But I'm just <laughs> they saying can be very conservative. I'm, they still think it's all BS. It's the big, it's the power players that want you well, to. It's, right. So but it's really all, the it? neocons really bought into it and a lot of them can't let it go. And I'm just saying it's part of how, at least when I look back and I, I I'm looking at the, you know, the different factions that were created in the different ideological spectrum. I feel like it's a huge part of how they actually built the neocon movement. And but do you think that's because they really believe that or are they still covering for the black projects programs? Oh, no, no. I I think they they, they were covering. They were totally covering. Okay, I don't yeah. think it's a real story. Well, I they think don't they, know is that they, they yeah, they know that yeah, no, no, take I think that they, little thing to the moon and drive right, around. No, no, I think they, they, <laughs> yeah. no, I think they crafted this narrative in part to build this, uh, you know, block of neocons who were really hooked into the neocon movement. And I think what I'm seeing is similar with what they're doing with Elon right now. You're creating this whole uh, excitement and impassioned group behind of 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 uh, like the the dissident right is what I would call it, you know, or the the freedom movement. Or I mean, there are many names, but a lot of people on the dissident right are super excited and think he's like the savior of free speech, and they're very excited about. 
humans are going to expand to Mars and he's going to be the one that's going to take it. Yeah. The boring company. Well, and on, he's on the other be the side, guy's- yeah, but the other side is I hear people say, well, you know, he's saying good things, but this is the guy yeah. who wanted to brain chip us. Exactly. So and he was really Lieber on it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, to me, his grandfather was the head of the technocracy movement in yep. the, in, in the thirties or forties in, uh, I think the thirties in uh, Canada. Yep. You know, he comes from big money and if there's, in fact, Greg Reese has an excellent. Well, I was just going to bring that up. Thing. Did you see that video yeah. that Greg Reese did? I, we probably have it. We could probably even play it. Yeah. It's kind of long, but everybody, you can, you, I think I have yeah, it on my telegram it. and you, you probably, it's yeah. it, look for Greg Reese on Elon Musk. It's an excellent it's expose of what he real who he really is. I mean, at least fraud. A professional, it. it's a total fraudulence, but it's like John Enders, the founder of virology. Yeah. When you really look at his history, it doesn't ring true. It's not what we were told. He shouldn't have been where he was, you know, he couldn't have been, they were making this up along exactly. the way to make him look good. So I think that, I think what, what you're dealing with is, you know, the question really I have is why, why bring Alex Jones back? Why bring Trump back? Why do, why is he suddenly speaking better? Is it really because he, this is part of a nefarious plot and that somehow this benefits the deep state, which is a little hard for me to buy, or that he's been, he's not Elon or that he's Elon controlled by these other people, the good guys, let's say. Well, I think it's part of building this, uh, narrative around elon because if you look at how he brought alex jones back i mean this has probably been in the works for a long time but what's the and motive he, i mean my well, point but, it, it is a, but, it is a uh, program but who's right, running but I'm and telling why? you this is my opinion on the motive so they but they made people beg you had to wait they built the hype build the anticipation that suddenly a democracy we're gonna vote on it on twitter and I think what they're doing, I think the motive is to craft this narrative that e- because it builds like all of this loyalty and investment for Elon. He's now our savior. We have to plead to him to get Alex Jones back on. We have to plead to him to make this a true free speech haven. And I, I think it's about building that that narrative and having people invested in that narrative. That's what I think that's about. That's well. What's the what's the what would they benefit though? I mean, Alex. To be honest, Alex Jones didn't say things. I know that there are people that think he's controlled opposition, but but I think that's only because he doesn't say much about Israel. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think he chose to fight the battles he could fight. But whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. he he didn't he do them any favors. Girl, so he I didn't do them any favors by bringing out Bohemian Grove and some other things. I mean, he's he's been very good at exposing a lot of stuff. Early, yeah. early. That's why he didn't. That's why a lot of people didn't believe him because he was so far, far ahead of the. Path. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, my feelings on Alex are at this point. This goes back to our whole conversation about controlled opposition. I feel like people don't really fully understand what it means. There are people who are full plants who are like completely yeah. controlled and and knowingly controlled. Like they know they're part right. of the bigger plan. A lot of people, though, it's more like there's situational pressures on them. They have strings on them. So it's like, okay, I, you know, I may have my beliefs and my goals and my agenda, but I might, my kids might be shot if I don't. Right. But he's telling, he's been up there for years telling things they don't want out. So no, I get that. But if you want benefits, why would they, why would this be their controlled opposite? Why would they do that? What's the, the good guy? What's the, I think they want to paint Elon as the hero. 
He's but the hero saving free speech. What? But what's their, and why would that help them? Because they're misleading people. So all these people who are like on the freedom, like pro-humanity side, I, I don't want to say all, but a lot of people who are very like team human as opposed to team, you know, Borg and uh, team uh, Parasite right, right. Class, right, are now championing Elon as their savior. Meanwhile, what is Elon doing in the background? He's running boring. He's he wants to fund the hydro collider. But, but none Star. of that requires public public um, acceptance. It's all being done quietly. In other words, he the the one business he has is losing money. That you know that, that that's official, like the Tesla thing. Right. I no. I why get is, it. Why do they need? In other words, he could just be off in an office somewhere. They never would have needed to bring him out. They never would have had any of this happen. And he still would have been running a boring company. And he still would have been putting stuff up in space. I, we never would have heard about it. So I don't see how this benefits them. Well, but he doesn't really run those companies. I mean, well, whatever. I mean, before I bring any of this out, that's I guess still my question. I think it's. I think it. I think it's narrative building. That's really what I think. So they're pointing everybody in one direction while the while the other stuff is really happening under in the background. And I mean, in other words, you're saying it's just busy work. It's just keeping us expi Oh, we're all watching this, and we should yeah. be watching this. That's what I yeah. think. And it's okay. not just watching just it, but there's a real like entrenched narrative there. You're building like this hero. He's, he, people look at him as like the savior of free speech. I mean, I, I see these conversations and people are, okay, I mean, I they I really feel like he's like, oh my mm. goodness, he's disrupting the whole entire mainstream media and he's going to save free speech. And he, so now they're saying like, he's going to rig the election for the Republicans. Like, I, I mean, people get really entrenched in this and well, very okay, so then, then we got to look at, okay, so then you have um, Tucker Carlson. Now, I there's know. another one. Now, is he doing disclosure? Or, I mean, yeah, he, uh, he's bringing all this stuff up. I mean, he's starting he, his he, own he, media company now. <laughs> no, he and Roseanne Barr talking about the Nephilim. That's pretty impressive. But anyway, and Chitaria. I, yeah, and I yeah, tweeted him like, yeah. I've been, I talked about Chitaria two years ago, but now that the celebrities right. are See, talking about it, I guess it's important. <laughs> He's bringing it all out, but years late. Like the stuff that we talked about, I talked about the the the, the scam of COVID, and now yeah. some of that stuff is starting to come out. Starting by to people come that, to mainstream. Where were yeah. you when we were when we needed you to help to stop this whole rollout? Right, exactly. you were there. So. I, I, I don't know what about to think Tucker, about. But he's he's always late to the party, but we're glad he comes. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. It. You know. Again, is that so? Is that part of? Do you think that's the controlled disclosure? I the do. The problem think so. is if two, if there is some part of me that thinks that chaos could ensue if you hit the world with everything all at once. I guess. Oh yeah. Not, I mean, I see like I people know. like. I still want them to just be honest, but right. But I do see a bit of like controlled uh, disclosure going on there because I I feel like he's he he I think he want and I see this with Elon too like I think they want to perceive themselves as rebels I think that aligns with their perception of who they are but ultimately it's not like they're completely free agents and or then, you're giving you know, them too much credit and they really are just complete frauds. I don't, you know, I don't rule out the complete fraud theory. I, I got the, you know, over here is complete fraud, and over here is complete non-fraud, and somewhere in the middle. Then well, you got there's the people, also yeah, with yeah, Elon. Here's an example. Here's the satanic. He's got the. He's got the well, the, the the goat's and head. He, and you Sorry. know that that's his mom. His mom is like a mastermind marketer. 
And she's behind, she's definitely behind this outfit. Like you have to look at other pictures of his mom and like the outfits that she wears are very, very dark, but she's like, that's behind his brand. And <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that there's. Well, that could be. And I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, it's okay to be, you know, he's kind of made money by pushing himself to various different jobs like like greg reese shows it's all about kind of smoke and mirrors just by it's all branding personality. yeah so they're building the personality to fit the, the the whole scene but i just have a problem that he's he's clearly not he's not who he's not who he says he is right now whatever he is doing is not the elon of five ten years ago so something right. has changed for a reason and i just don't quite are they you? But it could be now. Let's let's on the good side. This could be used for disclosure of real things. What do you think? Sure, I think they could that's... be using Tucker. They could be using if if there's a body of people out there, we can call them what we want to that are running this show to right. to awaken the world to a true reality or at least a truer reality than what we've been living in. Mm -hmm. How would you do it? You know, this could be the way. Well, I definitely think that there will because they can't they can't create, right? That they're not capable of creating. So they can only destroy or they can manipulate truths and use truths. They can weaponize truths, but they can't create things. So I I definitely think part of what will happen is going to be a disclosure. And it's just going to be a matter of like, how is that being handled? Because as you said, there is the possibility that a full disclosure would wreak chaos. I don't like information being with, withheld from the masses at all. I, I kind of subscribe to a bit of like a survival of a fittest in that my mentality. Well, me you too. Know, you know, I think that it's like most people I think can handle it. I think a lot more people can handle it than they want us to believe. And I think that we've been conditioned not to be able to handle it. Right. You know, and the reality is that if they were actually honest with us all along, people would be able to handle reality. But because they've crafted this world that is such a fake reality, uh, yes, Putin told moon landing photos are fake. I mean, yeah. that's that I, I think there's a lot of like, yeah, that the, the, the matrix that you were describing, the mathematical matrix is really makes this a lot more compounded because you do have the false disclosures. You know, the uh, the misinformation, the disinformation. And I think both are at play also because, like I said, we've, we've been talking about things and then the celebrities talk about it and they don't always get it right, right? Like, they, they grab onto things. I've noticed this with Jordan Peterson. Like, he's suddenly talking about the Prussian model of education. I'm like, Who's this? J Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like he well, did a video pretty recently. I'm like, great. You're talking about yeah, this. But 50 years John, late. But we're glad you're right. there again. But, but I mean, again, John Taylor Gatto and uh, Charlotte is a bit in like wrote dissertations on this. Right. You know? I mean, I just I just worry that that is part of that is military counterintelligence is so. to make sure you tell the truth at some point. So you look credible, but you do it too late to be useful. And I've exactly. seen a lot of that. That, but, I think that's exactly right. Like you talked about with COVID. So now people are starting to say the things that you were saying years, two years ago or three years ago, and they're saying it now. Great. I'm glad that they're admitting it's the truth. But where were you when it could have saved lives? Right. Exactly right. Well, so what do you, what other things? So I don't personally think the history point. Well, let's, let's suppose it came out. Let's think of some of these things that could be devastating mm -hmm. to people. Like what happens if it comes out 
that there was a great reset in 1830, roughly, or 1840, mm -hmm. and they wiped out half of the population of the earth. I kind of feel like it looks that way. What if that comes out? Would that mm -hmm. would that change things uh, dramatically? I'm not sure. I mean, well, people I would be curious, but I actually think it would be very uh, damaging to the parasite class. Right. So that's okay. Would, so we could you know, we ought to put a we ought to put a chart together and see. That would be that would be a uh, that's going to be a parasite side issue. Yeah, because then we people could study mm -hmm. what they did, what the you know what the tactics were. And it's look for signs, you know, for what's right. happening now. And how could we uh, prevent that from happening again? So what I, if we find out? So, so again, I'm just going through the disclosures yeah. I've, I've heard. So what if they, what if they discover that the world has been this history that was lost to us though, that the, this, the world at some point was hacked by these reptilian life forms and they've been running this show for hundreds of years, thousand years, let's say, and and that what would that then and they they're still here or they're not here but that's mm -hmm. that comes out what would that do to us you know i don't think that would do anything bad either because i think it would talk, cause people to say if they're still here we need to fight if they're not here we need to regroup and restore the world i can't come right. out with a bad side of that one or that people might want to eradicate those who are Part of that reptilian well okay so then we get to the real question that's what i'm building up to so now what if we get to the point that we as human beings and that and i'm just going to say there's some genetic evidence for this are 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 not we we're hybridized uh -huh. <laughs> that we could not have come about through the evolution that people want to believe in or we or we don't even look like we were created at in in one whole swoop it looks like something was put together at some point mm. that we were created from parts that are on the earth. So what, what if that comes out? That we were created from parts. Well, in other words, okay, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. So, okay, yeah. so if you look at, if you look at the great apes, which they want to say that evolution, we evolved from the right. apes. Okay. Right. But there's a big problem with that, that they never yeah. tell you in high school biology. And that is that we don't have the same number of chromosomes as the great apes. Uh, yeah. That there's a lot that's, of flaws in that. That's yeah. A, that's a big problem. Okay. And mm -hmm. it also is true that if you look at one particular chromosome, and I can't remember if it's eight or five or whatever it is, if you took, so the, the great apes have two chromosomes that look like uh, this, and we have one that looks like that. It's like, oh, it's wow. like, it looks like gene splicing. I, I'm just going to say, it looks like what these guys say is, is they put together two things. I'm not saying this is true, but right. I'm just saying, what if it were, if that kind of thing were to come out, Yeah, how would that change our our whole beliefs and system and what we're living in. I mean, I, that's one, this is where it gets a little bit, well, or the idea that we're being farmed by this alien. That's right. another thing that, we're, that, that this is actually, we're the, you know, the, what was the, the time machine where there was mm -hmm. a group of people that lived on the earth that were the farmers, essentially the bad guys. And there were the yeah. group of the people that were being farmed and they didn't recognize they were being farmed at first, okay. but they, at some point they caught on. That would probably be a, a, a bigger deal. But what would the average person do? I mean, it's not like you're going to riot over that. Who are you going to riot to? Right. This, you know? Well, I think a lot of people are waking up to the, or at least questioning the whole evolution theory. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's uh, been going on for a while. That's been going on for a long time. And I mean, really, if you just look at Dar Darwin's uh, 
like just his <laughs> subtitle. I mean, it, it's eugenics. It's of most yeah. favorite races, right? That's what it was all about. I saw, I, I don't think I can find it, but it, the one of his other books, and it was also blatantly, the title was blatantly eugenics, and it was literally selling for $12,000. They clearly don't want you <laughs> oh, to read it. They don't want you to read that one. They really don't want you to read that one, yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think most people, well, I shouldn't say most people, I think a lot of people are questioning uh, that narrative and if you if you really read Darwin it's really obvious and it was all about eugenics and right. that there's no credibility there's no scientific merit to the theory so right. I don't I don't know that that would be devastating I think that what it would do is it would strengthen uh, this I think a lot of people have a, a strengthened belief in you know a creator as right. a result well, of that. You know, that's what I was going to say. It goes one of two ways. Right. Either we were created, um, and, and, and we were created divinely. I, I, I do believe that we have a divine spirit, no matter what the body is. Personally, I'm just going to tell right. you, I just want to make this clear. I'm not, I'm not saying we're just nothing more than the mud. I do not believe right. that. And I do not believe we're nothing more than a hybridized species of some animals on earth. <laughs> There's something more to us that they can't yeah. eradicate. Otherwise, we would have been long ago probably uh, beaten down. But I think so, too. But it doesn't just because we have a divine uh, energetic center doesn't mean that there wasn't some play at work of the other thing. And, and the whole bit about like evolution, that's a whole nother discussion, probably. But, you know, there's so many holes in that theory. So and, many. The and so a lot of, but it doesn't answer what actually happened. It just says there's a lot of holes, and it it looks a lot more like a creator than just ran. It's not random time made I mean, it happen. You know that's not what happened. Yeah, I think everything points to that. There's there's yeah. just too there, there's too much organization. It's just too uh, systematic. Like, it doesn't right. really make sense unless there was some sort of divine creation. I also think, I mean, there's really a lot, and science kind of points to this, that there's not really evidence that consciousness comes from the brain. There's a lot more evidence to indicate that consciousness comes somewhere externally and that we're more like antennas for it. Right. I, I honestly believe that. Yeah. I yeah. That. And that yeah. would point to be our DNA. Too. I think we are, whatever we are we act, we are we are electromagnetic not pieces of dirt you know it just yeah. doesn't chemistry is ultimately physics chemistry but we always thought by bi biology then we thought biology and chemistry and now we ought to really look at biology and physics and then probably quantum physics so yeah it's not what we think but but yeah. the question is see that's still what 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 if people found out there was an intermediate that there was you know you've heard about this idea of the soul trap that that we are mm -hmm we are creatures of light, but we're trapped here on this prison planet yeah. because somebody created these things, these meat, meat coverings we have that we call uh -huh. us, our human body. Right. And that, that started this whole thing. And that's how our, our spiritual bodies got trapped here. Who knows? I'm just throwing this out because I'm thinking, what are the kind of things that they could, they could tell us that would really cause any major stir in the world? There aren't very many. And I, I don't mean, think that one might, but they're not very, if they convince people, but I don't know, you can't even convince people about, you're talking about catastrophic disclosure. I guess what I'm trying to make a case for is, I think the, the argument that we can't tell people the truth because there'd be a catastrophic reaction to the disclosure. I think that is just an excuse for keeping secrets. I don't see one situation where that would not be a benefit of telling us the truth. 
<laughs> what what I just can't come up with one. I mean, I think the only two that I could think that would cause the kind of chaos that they claim would occur would be one if there really were some sort of alien inhabitants. Not like not like UFOs landed or but like if there were some sort of direct contact that was occurring on a regular basis with Well, and even that, would you care unless it was things like in that I, movie We Live? Okay, the movie where where they're actually we're we're interacting every day with aliens that don't have our best interest in heart and we didn't know it. Right. That would cause a big problem. That's maybe. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think they want to I want I think they want to build hype for that to use that, whether it's true or not. I mean, this is Project Bluebeam, right? Like they want to use that in order to push us towards a ne like a necessity for a worldwide governing body. I think that's that's part right. of the plan for that. They want to create that chaos. So they're like, don't worry, we, we've got the solution. And of course, it's going to be give up like, your liberty. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the solution. It's always their solution. <laughs> they live. Yeah, they I live. Mean, and, and you know, honestly, I got to tell you, I think this is probably in some ways true. Mm -hmm. I, I've, come to the, I, I, I've come to the belief there's something else that lives on this earth with us and they can recognize each other, but we can't recognize them. I just I, think that's going on. I, I think there might be a degree of that, me. but I don't know whether that's like really extra. When you say alien, I mean, that could be, it could be spiritual. I, I don't know. I don't claim to have the answer to that, but, yeah. but I, I think that it does make sense that there's definitely more than what we can, we can fathom more than what we know. Well, here's one. Have you, seen these, have you seen these ring photos? Now that we have the ring, you know, this is, the, they give us, they give us this technology. Oh, yeah. We get this technology and then we use mm -hmm. it being clever human beings. We figure out ways of using it against the standing authorities, you know, like, the right. internet, like dangerous dangers, like subversive programming. But the other thing that's happened is these ring doorbells and all these security cameras that they, they can control a lot of the security cameras. So that doesn't get out. But these ring doorbells that everybody's got in their homes now, they're picking up all sorts of very interesting things. Oh, now, yeah. I had one that I saw. But it turned out to be, if you've ever, I got rid of my ring, but uh, when I had one, there was this monster that climbed on it. You know, it was like this huge monster, horrible alien. It turned out what happens is when a granddaddy long legs gets on one of these things, it looks like this monster climbing on your wall. It's just a spider coming up on your Sounds scary to me, but, but yeah. But look at, um, yeah, to capture an alien. But how about the, how about the little mini like dwarfs or gnomes or something they're capturing? Have you seen those? No, super interesting. They're seeing them in people's houses that have security cameras in the houses, and they're seeing them on. Um, I haven't seen anything of aliens, but I've seen these little midget, like little dwarfs, little not dwarfs, like not like what we think of as human beings with achondroplasia, but little you mean tiny, human, little tiny humanoids running around in a house or running like around with, outside. In Iceland, they believe in uh, gnomes, like. Little and all over yeah. the uh, Nordic countries, but there's yeah. also, you know, I mean, there's a lot of besides all the the antique, besides the history or the what I want to say, like you're saying, the the culture uh, beliefs. Mm -hmm. There's also um, they show up all over the place, and there's kind of a mythology about you know you, that's why we have the garden gnomes. It's yeah. supposed to be good luck guarding. In other words, maybe yeah. these little things are out there and they don't mess with your stuff if you put something out. Well. Now we're getting pictures of them. I just don't know what to think about that. But that's the kind of thing that, again, that's not going to get people to be all excited uh, and, no. and riot.
Okay. I think I the only other thing I can think of is some sort of like really groundbreaking technology. You know, like if they uh, release, you know, the free energy or something like that. I I think that that would be because then people we've been we've been enslaved by right the industrial revolution you know in many ways and you know of course all these wars over the oil and all these regulations that the false scarcity around the natural resources whereas if you we actually had access to free energy I, and that's just one example but I'm talking about a technology that would really be like groundbreaking and change the course of our lives. And well, the thing it should do, we shouldn't be going to war over oil anymore. I know. See, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing that it would help us. If people would just t accept the fact that oil is not scarce. Air, oil is I know. Second, it's you know, not. And you know, I didn't learn this from a science book. I learned it from a novel years ago. This probably oh. 30 years ago, like predictive programming. But it was so compelling, this novel showing how the Chinese had had a whole program of developing abiotic oil. But later on, I met people that verified that was going on in some way. And, and I started reading about how did we come up with the idea that there was seashells, that we were mm. scarce, that the oil was scarce because it was made by millions of years of compression of, of dead sea life. Well, it turns out it was one guy in like 1800s. This is before Rockefeller made the point that we should artificially claim this so that it would be scarce mm -hmm. but right. we have him on record saying that so that should have been a clue that it wasn't scarce but he mm -hmm. made he's made sure that we thought it was right but before that there was a, and i think it was in saint petersburg there was a there was a big science meeting and some guy in a throwaway line i think some russian scientist in a throwaway kind of like out the door he said well maybe it's not what if what if it's maybe that comes from uh shellfish that got compressed over millions of years it was just a you know off the right. but it stuck and that's been that's essentially how the whole thing got started. It's like how did how did uh, global warming really take off? It's because Margaret Thatcher didn't want to go down from the uh, coal miners anymore, and she put money on the table for scientists to give her a reason to get away from coal. Well, the global warming, uh, the the whole like climate narrative came out of the Limits to Growth document in 1972, which was Club of Rome. And they right, in their that's 19... what they used as an excuse. I mean, they knew they wanted to do this. They wanted to. Yeah, they admitted it in their 1992 yeah, Global Reformation document. They were like, we literally needed some sort of a, a enemy in order to get people to rally behind this climate narrative that was obviously junk science. I mean, the, the, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially right, what they right. did. And they said, so they decided the enemy of hu humanity was man. Yeah, right? that's why the where the carbon we want they want to reduce. It's they like, literally it's like, admitted it. It's like John Kerry going around and saying, we're going to have starvation unless you stop farming. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's know, so, so ludicrous. So, so, okay. But there's another one that, that yeah. would not hurt us if it was disclosure. I mean, I think people are well, starting with, to wake yeah, up. Yeah, with the oil. I just wanted to bring this up because you were talking about the false scarcity. So uh, my fiance actually used to use like peanut oil to make diesel. I mean, like, we have a, we're so even if even if the like uh, you know fossil but what they call fossil fuels even if those were actually scarce which they're not but even if those were then i mean we could make oil so it's it's all a lie it's right. such a lie so i think i'm ready for catastrophic disclosure of the right. 
elements, the 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 energy stuff. We need it right now. We need them to stop this. That would, but the thing of it is, see the reason, and see, I see all the motive for withholding information. I don't see. That's why I'm I'm kind of nervous about these disclosures because I don't see the the uber parasites benefiting from these disclosures. You know, if we control our own energy, they really can't screw with us. Oh yeah, it's all about energy. Yeah, it's all about energy, and it's all about uh, like it's really if you think about knowledge as power. So if they can re- if they can limit real knowledge from us, they have a lot of power to enslave us. And I, I yeah. mean, that's the whole thing with the like the mystery schools, right? And the philosopher kings. It's that you're you're we're gonna you're too. They'll tell you that you're too stupid, that it's you know too complicated for you. But the reality is that really they've dumbed people down, so they don't have the tools, the foundational tools. It's not that they're not capable of ascertaining it. It's that they've been, it's been bred out of them. And I think that is intentional. So if we were to have access to things like, you know, who knows, even like sacred geometry or things that reveal truths about nature, I think that would be very freeing for humanity because we would be much more self, self self-reliant. We'd be more self-sufficient. Well, that's what, that's what we've, we physicians, I say this as a physician, Mm -hmm. we have become the alchemists of today. We have hidden knowledge. Yep. That, that many and, and it multi, depending on where you are in the in the cult of medicine, you have more knowledge than other people. True knowledge. I'm not I'm talking about the fake medical overlay, but the, right, the right. true knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. And but that's being hidden because they want the people to come and worship them. Yep. That's absolutely and, true. And and, and I, same I thing with lawyers. That. This is why they create all of these specializations. Right. Right. In in, in you know ancient time, people were. Like the Renaissance men, like they, they were masters of lots of trades. You weren't just isolated to one. And even if you were like, let's say you were a doctor, you know, you, you've talked about this, like a physician usually knew about the heart as well as, you know, other parts of the brain, like, right. Even they, because we didn't have special specialization. Right. So, yeah, I think true that if, if, if we want to get out of this, you, the point is, you don't have to know biochemistry to figure things out. You have to go mm-hmm. back to basic principles. And so we have to get out of the fake legal system. We have to get out of the fake science system. We have to get by stepping out of it and looking at it realistically from a from a from just a practical real world thing, we can start seeing some of this stuff. So this is why I keep harping on for education. You know, a lot of people are talking about like, how would you revamp the education system? The the tri- trivium was a really good start because it was logic, rhetoric, and grammar, right? So if you have those three things, and the the one that really came to mind why I brought this up was logic, because if you are taught the 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 foundational principles of logic, then you can sort through. You can use the the actual scientific method in order to reason things and figure out what is true, what is not true. Ask the right questions to aim at the truth. Whereas what we have now is we have foundations built on false presuppositions and we've accepted theoretical models as being fact and not just in the field of science. Unfortunately, this has happened in uh, really across the board, everything. People have accepted theoretical models as fact. Theoretical models are just that. They're theoretical models. They can be very helpful because you need something to anchor to in order to continue the investigation. However, that doesn't mean that you accept that that is it forever. 
You know, you have to, when you get more data points, you need to be able to then go back and question, you know, give a, like a lot of people say question everything, but I really like audit everything. Because, yes. Yeah. Right. That's essentially yeah. it. Well, That's how about, really what we need to so do. You t- we talked about AI and you were talking about all of the issues of AI. Do you think, how about these disclosures being run by AI? What about that? You think that that's part of what's going on? Oh, that, so I, I just was, I just posted yeah, a thing your... about, yeah, grammar, logic, rhetoric. This is, uh, I, I think it's so important. And it's, and then of course, from there, it was the quadrivium, which included geometry. And geometry is really important to understanding the the truth of nature because if you can, if you have the visual spatial perception, you can understand how things relate to each other. But we don't have that anymore. And you also have to do proofs. So things, you know, oh, that's know. more symbolic good. logic. Well, that, that should be another show maybe on, on how we reform education. That would be good sometime because what, what you yeah. just said, it just made me think of that. You know, I've always been saying, just get your kids out of the school. They're not safe. Yep. Just go home and, pub- and, and do homeschooling. But mm-hmm. obviously you can't, you can't cover some things as well as some specialist in there can do. And what we right. ought, maybe a, a compromise is a hybrid school where we have, so you go just a couple hours a day and you learn those, the what that was, that the ancient arts. And, yeah. and you do that. Be and then the, the rest budget, of the time, yeah. You can study on your own. You can be homeschooled, but there's going to be tests. To, if you want to go to the next level of life and you want to go to college or you want to do something else, you're going to have to be able to pass these tests and you're going to have to be able to prove proficiency in certain things. Yeah. And you don't have to do and take, away the, take away the funding of these huge schools that are taxing people out of their homes and all that stuff. That could be another whole discussion we could have. Yeah, right? I'd be happy to do that. That's, that's yeah. something I'm really but, passionate about. But the, yeah. but you're right. I mean, part of this disclosure, I, I think they've dumbed down our education so that we can't evaluate. It's hard. I mean, even if you're well-educated, it's hard to evaluate what if this disclosure that this coming out is real? I mean, could they fake all this Tartarian stuff, for example? I have a hard time believing that they can fake all that. Too many disparate people are finding maps and old globes and books and, you know, and I remember yeah. some of that. And I know. don't know what it necessarily means. I think I think that's another problem is that because people have been so stripped of the foundational tools to do real genuine investigation and critical thinking that people, they, they glob onto something and then they decide that that's evidence for everything. You know, somebody sent me, uh, you know, I know we've talked a little bit about like, you know, Kazaria and the the Kazarian, the, their supposedly Kazarian mafia and that sort of thing. And someone sent me this map and I, I don't dispute it. I'm just saying that the evidence is is not, it's, it's hard to find really quantifiable evidence. And somebody sent me a map from Wikipedia and they were like, here, this proves everything. And I'm yeah, like, I'm like, what does it prove that somebody put a map on Wikipedia? Like, this, this but, doesn't prove but anything. the thing about the Tataria and Kazaria, the good news is there are old maps that do show these things. So we have cartographers, we have ancient maps, we have, sure. we can, we can demonstrate if we, if we, if we don't go, I mean, to me, Wikipedia can be very useful, but Wikipedia yeah. is like a, a, an algorithm of global warming. It's looking at, it's an electronic database. Okay. Right. And it only goes so far at some point we have to get out, pound the pavement and look at reality. And yeah. so what we have for Tartaria, for example, the mud flood stuff, we can go out and look at these buildings. Right? They're around us. Okay. There's, yeah. and there's also the history 
and I guess this is one of the ways to look at these disclosures. There's also the way that over history, it seems to be the wars have purposely, or I don't think it's just by accident, they seem to take out these, all those Tartarian buildings had to be flattened at some point. They just had, they've left Westminster and they've left some, but why do they hate the Russians so much? Besides the fact that the Russians drove the Khazarians out of because the, the, the royal house that were the evil guys in Khazaria out. The, the problem is, if you look at Russia today, they have lots of Tartarian buildings. They've they, never they been do. taken down by these guys. I know. Even even during the Bolsheviks, they didn't lose those buildings for the most part. So they have they're they're like a, a they're the remnant some somehow. And they want yeah. to take those guys down because they don't want that. Whatever's back there. That slice you know, of history to be lost. Yeah. Huge, I mean, you see these huge buildings, like there's a beautiful, uh, I can't remember where it is in Siberia somewhere. And it's a beautiful old Russian, uh, the onion domed kind of cathedral. It's made of wood. It's been there since the 1600s, at least. No nails. Wow. Fabulous building. I mean, you're seeing this stuff come mm -hmm. out. So, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to answer your question about the AI. So I posted something yeah, this morning about... Uh, how like they're going to read your brain waves and they're going to, AI is going to create speech, audible speech as a result of like your brainwave states, which is pretty creepy. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know with the AI then doing disclosure, it's like, what, right. where is that? Who's inputting the AI algorithm that didn't tell it what to disclose. And I bring up that, that story about the brainwaves because it's like, that seems really arbitrary. Somebody's obviously programming that. They're not just reading brainwave states and then like making sentences out of that. Well, what about a different way? Well, this is not so much disclosure. And I guess that's our topic today. I was thinking about manipulating your, I, I've had this experience now in the last month, I've had this happen two or three times where it's really kind of creepy where okay. I start looking into something and then suddenly I see it on, I've chosen to watch well, here, I'll tell you why, because it's hard to describe this. It's really yeah. hard to describe this. I had, I've been watching Twin Peaks. I think I told you that. I went back and oh, yeah. watched all these old movies. Okay. And then, and there's this Twin Peaks takes place. It, it was filmed um, 40 miles. I think they used this falls. I want to say Snohomish. It has something to do with Snohomish. That's okay. in the area where they filmed this, this Twin Peaks show. Okay. And there's a famous waterfall there and everything. And then I have somebody come on, it's Celeste Solom come on and we're talking about some things and she's she's talking about evil trees. There's a story about these trees because we, we do a lot of gardening stuff together. And we talk about that. But we were talking about this and she's talking about this circle of trees and it was planted by this company up in uh, Canada when I can't think of it. It's like a Nordic company that was in Canada and they planted these GMO trees in this big circle. And ultimately uh, at some point, these things weren't working out. An artificial storm, she thinks, comes along. She, I don't know if she can prove it's artificial, but a, an unusual storm comes along mm -hmm. and it flattens all these trees. Now, the good trees, the normal trees are not flattened, but the one storm took these things all out. These mm -hmm. are big trees, big pine-like trees. So anyway, but it turns out, I said, where'd you say this was? And she said, Snohomish. It was, it was above the border from Snohomish. And I used to live there. Mm -hmm. I said, wait a minute. I'm just watching Twin Peaks. And in the movie... There's a circle of trees that takes you to the Black Lodge. It's about, and the, every cut scene shows these weird trees swaying in the breeze. Right. I'm, I'm not even doing justice on this because there are about four or five different points that, that, that we are talking about that is like, 
how did that happen? And then I had another thing with Peru where somebody mm -hmm. just starts talking about to me something about Peru, about something. And again, I've seen three or four bits of information that have come. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm having that. What did you, what did that guy call it? When you suddenly you've, you've got, you're, you're, you're starting to see through the, the matrix and it makes you crazy. Maybe that's uh, what's happening to me. Oh the, yeah. The hitchhiker syndrome. Is it the hitchhiker? No, the, the, the savant. No, the, oh, that's the, the choir savant. Yeah. The choir savant. When you suddenly start. Oh, when you start having like the telekinesis and. Yeah. You yeah. start thinking you can see things through time or whatever. I feel yeah. like that's, what is going on here? I really am yeah. starting to lose it. I don't know what's going on. But it is, but it's weird that, and I'm seeing what I'm wondering is how much of AI is creating the disclosure for me because I'm, I do certain things. I'm on right. certain sites. They know that. Well, it's, so that's where I feel like some of the false disclosure or some of the, that's kind of like, yeah, to manipulate people. Um, I think that the yeah, AI is definitely going to be involved in that yeah, because they can target it specifically just target audiences specific people and they can do it based on machine learning so yeah i don't know but that seems kind of likely i mean they could you know there's circles of trees with tesla there's circle of trees with what she's telling me there's circle of trees in twin peaks or these weird circles of trees that go throughout all there's lots of different things but i'm not but truly they could be manipulating my input so i've gotten this all at once and it and then it makes you think of some weird thing going on that isn't going on that it isn't you know going I mean? on so it's, a, it's an ai created psyop a created false reality on top of a false reality yeah <laughs> that's like a psyop in a psyop yeah well but I, think, I think that's very real i i yeah. think that that's totally and it's i think like, it's, it's like the very first do. paper that we the very first paper that claimed to have gotten the genome of SARS-CoV-2 mm -hmm. it's got about 25 authors on it okay i can only verify one of them is actually real oh remember that yeah well what does this tell you i mean maybe and maybe they are but i can't verify it so what do i believe about it mhm mm you know I, it's good. I can believe, I believe the Tartarian thing because I can go to the buildings. I can see and the buildings see. in my own state. Okay. But yeah. so much of this stuff, it's, it's, it's right. I think, I'm just wondering, do you think they're purposely muddying the waters with false disclosure? So when the real stuff comes out, we're so confused, we can't function. I would yeah. believe that more than rioting. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't think it's so much about rioting. I think it's more about, it's about creating chaos. I, I think it's about creating chaos so that they can usurp power. Well, like, so that's like chaos meant meant violence and you no, know, no chaos. Unrest. But maybe no, it's just chaos a lot of times chaos is yeah, it's like people lose it and they're dysfunctional, and dysfunctional people cannot organize. I mean, the the chances of yeah, you may have lone you know wolves that go off and you know act like madmen. That might happen, but that's not an organized riot. I mean, they might build into something, but I think more likely is people who are just like, they, they go insane. They can't Do you function. think they're going to have an MK Ultra disclosure? I just think that if, I, I think they'd like to. I think that's kind of the plan. And I think that's my theory. This is just a theory. So just speculation. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, but my theory is that that's what they were testing with War, War of the Worlds is would they be able to induce some sort of like mass scale trauma and then be able to 
do some sort of like MK Ultra or programming uh, using that trauma and right. then be able to well, corral everybody towards whatever. Uh, well, plan. but I'm kind of talking on the other way. Do you think they're going to disclose that that's what they were doing all these years? That there's been a big, that we have men pay ultra victims. In other words, the other way, let's suppose I want to bring people out of oh. the MK ultra. Let's, you know, because we had that show. Remember the show um, Stranger Things? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what that was showing us. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, some of these things have come out, but that's, yeah, that's a small, that's kind of like, okay, I can buy that. I believe it, but did it really affect that many people? No, but MK ultra has affected people all over the globe and maybe affecting yeah. us in ways we have no clue. You know, this could be our husbands, our friends, our, you know, our colleagues, you don't oh, yeah. know who's affected. And so that one, if they disclosed what the plan was and how they created these Older. I don't think they're going to. I yeah, I don't know. I don't either, think but... they're going to because I honestly don't. I honestly think MK Ultra didn't stop. I think no, they've I just gone. Into... That's what I'm saying. I'm sure it yeah. didn't. And and I don't know if you've ever read. Have you ever read that book by Fritz Springmeier about how how the Illuminati? I think the name it has a big it has a big pyramid and the the, the all seeing eye on it. Yeah. It says how how the Illuminati make undetectable. Uh, controlled sex slaves or something like that. It's really not about sex slaves per se. It's about right. MK ultra controlled people. And, yeah. and, and his co-author was one of them and they go through the triggers. They go through how they program them. And it really is very convincing. You read this book, it's very convincing. And they, they talk about it as if it's currently going on. It's not like this ever died, but they're right. talking about essentially programming the brain. Like, like you would program a computer. Yeah. And how they torture children to do it. And what my, my point is, is that they have ways of getting people into and out of their altar. Oh, yeah. Their, oh, totally. Altars, the, the dissociative call, like, personalities. Yeah. yeah the, so what if they had a big, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. How um, not he create? What if, what if they had a big disclosure that could trigger something in all these people at once, either good or bad? Right. I mean, bad. You know, bad. You can technically, you know, then we know. I'm pretty convinced they make on they make these into assassins. Some of them. Mm -hmm. I, oh, they. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they. I think we have evidence of that. Yeah, I know we do, and that's what I'm saying. But what if it's the other way? What if this disclosure is coming out now, and what if it's going to be somewhat generalized? And they're doing these things on. See, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch that Stranger Things. Did, would that have? entrapped people. In other words, you could use this. Theoretically, they have these particular programming, like just for a computer. There's a series mm -hmm. of numbers I can put in the computer oh, yeah. and it will reprogram itself, right? And yeah. there's a series of things you can say and you could reprogram one of these people as they're coming out. Yes. So let's say you have 3 million in America of these programmed MK Ultra victims. Yeah. You could put a TV show on and you could do something that could get them back into that state or that could take yeah. them maybe out of the state. That would be the yeah. disclosure type idea. Well, I don't know. That be would that be a disclosure, or that would just be a mass scale trigger? Well, it's a reverse it's, of a trigger, I guess. It's not it's right. The triggers, but, you know, it's, it's a I, it's, it's a deprogramming. I don't know if they even have that. I don't know if they can do it, but if, I suspect they can. I'm Usually, you don't sure build can. things you can't get out of. I'm pretty sure they can because uh, uh, Kathy O'Brien has talked a lot about. I mean, she wrote a whole book on it, right. her. Her husband, uh, Mark Phillips, was uh, intelligence, and he worked with her on helping her to deprogram. Right. And so I'm pretty sure that they do. 
Um, but I was going to say, so I feel like there's a difference between doing that kind of a mass scale, uh, you know, triggering essentially. I mean, even if it's an unveiling, un, un, you know, a devolving of a trigger, it's still like a, a trigger. You're trying to press a button essentially so that it invokes some sort of a response from all these but people. But it's another, it's another, none it could be couch and, and disclosure. I'm just saying, well, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about these. That's not the same thing as like, you know, revealing that to the entire world, like, or to the entire country. Well, that's true. They could, they could potentially do that without letting all the rest of us. Exactly. Know. Yeah. Course, then again, <laughs> all the rest of us. Okay. I don't think I'm programmed. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I do think the world of the worlds was a, a test. And I think that I think it was right. an experiment because what they do want to do is do some sort of mass induced trauma where they can create uh, chaos and then usurp power. I mean, I so think that would be the false disclosure. Obviously. Yes. That would be, well, I guess they could do it with maybe telling you something real that's so shocking, exactly, but probably right. they're going to make it up. Or a combination, or it could just be circumstantial. Like it doesn't necessarily, it, you know, it could be a weaponized truth. Yeah, that they reveal. But so I don't think the, they're going to reveal MK Ultra like the, I don't think in totality as a disclosure because they have too much invested. There would be too much accountability. And I think they still want to use it. So I don't know if you're familiar with the company Maximus Inc. I just did an episode on that and uh, I've done a couple on it. And they are like really involved in child protective services. They uh, did the whole infrastructure for Obamacare. They had the, the patent for the airport security that was released like two weeks after 9 11. Um, and now they're building out like this whole medical infrastructure. They're basically like an IT contractor for governments uh, all over, uh, you know, it's, mm -hmm. of course, in the United States, but all over the world. And I suspect that they have uh, they've privatized MKUltra. They're taking it, you know, they're also yeah. uh, digitalizing it in a way. They have the infrastructure and the technology in order to, uh, you know, scale it up. And that's just a theory. But if you dive into Maximus, it really looks that way. And this way, they can shut it down. MKUltra is technically shut down. It's not a government intelligence project. We've now outsourced it to this private company that just happens to contract with all of the <laughs> intelligence apparatus around the world. But, right. but no, it's, it's not a project MKUltra anymore. <laughs> Right. Well, it's like DOD funding to the NIH. Right. Who really is in charge of the NIH? It goes where the funding is, right? And if the DOD is a big funder, if it goes through all these different, you know, they sound independent, but they're all real militarized. I, you know, what's it say? So that's, you're right. I, I think they I think have too much invested. In, you know, and so now when you, when we look at the big, this is a little off our subject of disclosure, but yeah. when we look at the big picture here of the shots with the yeah. with the metallic things, it looks like con connectivity right. stuff in the in the shots. What it looks like to me is MK Ultra, which Mengele really scientifically studied mm -hmm. the, the thousands of years of history of satanic abuse yep. to, to children that, that for uh, to control them in for when they didn't have any technology. So he decided he's going to place, he's going to study this from a technologic. Now we're in the more modern world. How can we do right. this better? And now we've got maybe the third level of 
you know, of iteration here where now it's instead of having to go through all this prolonged programming, we can just insert things into you and then we can be wavelengths at you and control your behavior that way. Right. Seems to me that'd be the thing to do versus this ultra MK ultra is very time consuming of the, the people involved. Right. I think it just laid the groundwork, right? I kind of see yeah. like the, the Tavistock shell shock therapy, tra uh, trauma-based mind control study paved the way for MK ultra, which was more medicalized. Uh, they use more, right. you know, pharmacological means and more, uh, you know, instrumental means. Oh, and we left out one in between those two, television. So you oh, have yeah, Tavistock the program. and yeah. then we have <laughs> television, which- Which Tavistock know, was very instrumental in. Right. So that once yeah. they got that in everybody's home, that was their mind control to some degree. Mm -hmm. But to, to then we got the, you know, the MK Ultra upgrade. And I, the old yeah, so I agree with you. Now we have the next stage of it, but you know- so Maybe you that's the fourth one. revolution is really, that's what they're talking about. That's the fourth step. It might be. I yeah. mean, I, yeah. yeah Borg, again, we're back to the Borg. <laughs> it always, back ends, to the up, Borg. It well, always so, ends up in reptilians and the Borg. I'm and sorry. Borg. I'm just going to say it now. It, it does. I, so I recently, <laughs> I recently learned of, and I couldn't believe I didn't know of it. Are you know, the uh, Chan Zuckerberg biohub and Chan Zuckerberg initiate initiative. Uh, I think so. I, tell me about it. I, I think I so looked this Chan up. Chan Zuckerberg uh, Biohub started in 2016. Their, their claim is that they are going to eradicate disease by 2100. Um, so it's very convenient. Either they think they're not going to live to see it and they're making these grandiose claims that are going to, you know, supersede them, or they think they're going to be, or they already are, Borgs, and they're going to live to see it. Um, but, but this, this started in 2016 and there's insane amount of money going into it, like right. insane funds. Um, yeah. So empowering, empowering scientists to pursue their riskiest, most exciting ideas. And they've done a lot of like, like they've recently this year, so they just launched. So their three main headquarters are San Francisco, uh, New York, Columbia university, and then now they just this year opened in Chicago and they did this like presentation to stat. Uh, there was a stat conference and they were talking about like how, you know, they didn't go through the mainstream channels like this, the World Health Organization and, you know, some of these other main quote unquote mainstream channels because they wanted to be able to pursue, let scientists pursue much riskier ideas, which to me just sounds terrifying. What, what right. risky ideas do they have in mind here? Um, and yeah, they're, they're talking about how they're now, right now, the, in Chicago, they're very focused on studying, uh, inflammation and like how, how that causes all disease. Um, but yeah, I, they, this has been in the well, world for a long time, but, but now they're, we got to listen to their words. What are they talking about? They're going well, to eradicate disease, dis-ease. I know. In other words, disease is not, the, when when they use that term, they think people are going to think that means like an infectious Pathogen. disease. We, yeah, we, we think of pathogens. We think of bacteria and now these full viruses and all that kind of stuff. But disease simply means dis-ease, not being in a, in a, in, in a, a state homeostatic of relationship with the world around you, not being comfortable, being yeah. unhappy, being in pain, something. Well, how would you eradicate dis-ease? You would take away the thinking mind. 
Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, disease is is ultimately experienced in the thinking mind. You can the if you if you make me part of the Borg, so I am artificially. It always goes back. The well, here's the where report. we go with this. So, what are they working on in Chicago right now? They're working on something called anthrobots. So they're using, and of course they're they're claiming you're you're are you familiar you're familiar with anthrobots? So they claim these come from human cells, and they're going to somehow like heal all other uh you know wounded cells. But they're in order to do this, they're essentially making these like nanobots to test. And I don't know. To me, this just sounds incredibly dystopian, and it does sound like they're they're paving the way for a transhuman type of uh, a future. I could be wrong. Hopefully I am, but this, this just sounds very, uh, yeah, it sounds very trans post-human. <laughs> so. I think I'm going to have to go back and read, um, uh, oh, the doctor who wrote, um, the dinosaur books. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? The, the DNA have... making the dinosaurs. What am I thinking of? Crichton? Yeah, Michael Crichton. He was yeah. a physician, Harvard trained yeah. physician. He's so we great. Another, what's that? He's great. Yeah, he's he great. Talk about disclosure. I don't know if he was like part I, of He disclosed a lot. And he tells you at the ends of the books. So the, the book, of, I think it was called Next. And it was oh, yeah. about the, that they would be, you know, he had ideas that they, what they were doing is they were actually genetically modifying fish to make advertisements on the back. They'd have fluorescent fish that advertised, you know, uh, Exxon oil or whatever on the back of their, you know, uh, but he, then in the back, he talked about what they were really doing along this line. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and read Michael Crichton now because it's coming true. What he was warning us about is really coming true. We haven't gotten to the dinosaur thing yet, but no, uh, the nanobot, the nano swarm, he talked about that. He did. You know, and now that's another thing in Peru. This is what I'm telling you. Everything seems to go to Peru for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, the nano nano mafia that came out of this doctor in Peru that that spilled the beans on the nano mafia, and the idea is that you that they were doing brain research on behaviors, and they were uh, they needed volunteers to look at this nanobot insertion into your brain and then see what it would do. Who wants to volunteer for that? So they got in bed. The researchers got in bed with the uh, the cartel guys down there, and they they were doing it on involuntary suspects they were involuntary research guinea pigs essentially and they were dosing them it turned out the best thing to dose them with was beer now the problem with this whole thing the reason i even know about this i was looking up something to do and maybe it was i was looking up something to do with the kazarian mafia or something and i looked up and i found nano mafia and i start reading this guy's paper and i've never heard anybody talk about this i started reading this guy's out of peru out of lima peru and he's talking about the fact that he was the reason he wrote this is he was upset that I think somebody there got a Nobel prize for the work. And um, yes. Yeah, there it is. And um, in the international physical medicine rehabilitation journal. And he writes this article and he's saying that he's up, kind of upset that people are getting prizes in medicine for doing things that are unethically sourced. In other words, that's kind of why right. he wrote it. But really what you went walk away from this, this reading about is the fact that, the when they were in bed with these the the cartels to get the subjects for the study they along the way they discovered that the cartel was now using this technology they thought they were using this technology because think about it they figured out 
that it, instead of this shows you how much farther ahead they really are than they let us know. The cartel guys apparently figured out, well, I don't have to go torture some bank president and get him to give me the, the keys to the bank. All I have to do is take him out, have a beer with him, give him a dose of this stuff, and we can control him. Right. Wow. Very interesting. Now, I, I think, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and so, and that brings me to sentient world simulation. Have you looked into that? Sentient worlds? Sentient. sentient. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So the question is, are they actually working to control us using this as a mirror image parallel world? What's going I, on I with that I think that's one? the goal. I think they, yeah, like a singularity simulation. I, I think that is the goal. I don't know that they'll succeed, but I, I do very much. And I don't think that'll be one of the disclosures, but hopefully they'll I, take that's, I don't think it's going to be a disclosure. <laughs> well, I think that's just it. They. I, that's why I don't think real disclosure actually happens. I think that really more often than not, what happens is false disclosure because false disclosure benefits them. They can manipulate us and false disclosure. I just want to present this caveat. doesn't mean that everything in it is a lie or false. It means that it's being utilized. It's, it's being weaponized. It could be the truth, but it's being, you know, put in a context that weaponizes it. And I think that's so much more likely, uh, you know, or well, how about to be leakers, false. What? You know, I think sometimes real things leak out. Don't you think the truth gets Leaks? out? Yeah, I do. And that becomes a disclosure if it gets big enough. But that's not a total disclosure. That's not like, I mean, to me, a disclosure would be like if they were to reveal all of the, I mean, we have like, what are there something like 16 or 17,000 documents on Operation Paperclip that are still withheld? Like, why? If right, they were right. to reveal all of those and make those fully disclosed. Now, first of all, most people wouldn't even read them. Like, that's just the reality. They yeah. would be disclosed and like how many people would actually, but there would be some people who would and bless the autist who would sort through it and make it, you know, presentable for the masses. And then who, those who are interested would go and dig in. But they're not going to do that because they're very invested in keeping that withheld from us. So that's well, not but, been released. But and I don't think it will. It. Um, General Volkoganov. Now, my friend who's dead now, he was an economist for Gorbachev years ago. Yuri Maltsev, great guy. Mm -hmm. And um, But he used to tell this story about Volkoganov. Now, there's a book that Volkoganov wrote about Stalin, I think it was called. Okay. I think it was Stalin or Lenin. Um, I read it and I'm not blanking on it. But anyway, he what happened was that he used to, Maltsev used to said, you know, when he was in the Soviet Union, he says, oh, I thought that guy was just an apparatchik. You know, he couldn't stand him. But it turned out that secretly, here's a guy that grew up and was successful in the Soviet system, but hated what they were doing. And he was secretly, um, when the first Xerox machine came out, he was secretly taking all these papers that with the, the Lenin's handwritten notes, things like that from the old Soviet Union. And he, this is probably in the, in the seventies or eighties, I guess when mm -hmm. that, and he was copying them in his apartment and he was copying them and taking copies to his apartment at risk of being murdered if they, if they'd found him doing this probably. Mm -hmm. And he was keeping them in files and had boxes and boxes and boxes of this. And at the end of the Soviet Union, he gave them to the Library of Congress. Now, Yuri Maltsev was going with students and they were trying to translate this stuff. But the problem is it's all in Russian and they can't get enough people to do it. And I'm afraid that stuff's going to get lost. But the point I'm saying is that is also disclosure. One sure. guy can do a lot if we can get it out. So yeah. 
you know. That's, that's, so do you think that's, Snowden that's, was true disclosure or was he part of do the... Do I think who? who do I think he Edward was Snowden. Oh, Snowden. That's who I thought of immediately when you yeah. said that. Yeah. So the question is, where was he in this whole thing? I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of people think that he was, uh, that he was controlled. I don't think he was. Well, then know. why would he have to flee? Why would he have to live in Russia? Unless you think the Russians did this. I, I don't know if they're, I don't know that I think the Russians did, but I think it's like the, to give the illusion that he did a full disclosure. I, I mean, it, right. Like that would be the, the motive behind that. I don't I mean, know. I haven't done enough. Thing is, like, I, spy, is, is he a spy? Is he a double agent? Is he right. a triple agent? It goes back and forth so many times you can't sort it out. I know. And I haven't, truth be told, I haven't done a deep enough dive to have like a solid uh, answer on that. But that is the theory. The theory yeah. would be that, you know, they, they exported, they, uh, yeah, they expatted him because, you know, that way you believe that, of course, he gave full disclosure when really there's still more. Uh, that remains and you're not going to look for it because you think that he was already punished for full disclosure. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, but that would I be, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but my, I think my, my conclusion would be that I, I, it doesn't really serve them to do full disclosures. I think that they're only going to do a controlled disclosure. And if they do a full disclosure, it's going to be like a mass chaos induced type of project blue beam. And I don't know that that's really a full disclosure. It's probably going to be a false disclosure of some sort, yeah. but I could be wrong. It would be great. I, I mean, even like they just started releasing the JFK documents and they still right. haven't given full disclosure there. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm uh, maybe I, this is my Pollyanna uh, glass <laughs> yeah. or something, but I think disclosure has gotten away from them. I think mm -hmm. they cannot contain the truth anymore and we're waking up. And I think they're trying, I think the false disclosures that we're having now are them trying to muddy the waters, but ultimately it's this, this is coming out. The cats are getting out of the bags all over the place. But right. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. I mean, I think things are leaking out. I mean, the truth comes out. Right. So yeah. that to me, isn't the same thing as like a full disclosure though. Truths being revealed and full disclosure to me are not the same thing right. and they're gonna i think they, they have too much invested in withholding the things they've withheld so i don't think they're gonna do like a official okay here is everything if but they're I, still in charge like we you know they're not that you gotta the other thing to say here is it's 8.5 billion or whatever is left of us to about you know 300 really in charge <laughs> and, right right and, and and the, the committee break, yeah as a control mechanism breaks down the the underlings that realize the ship's sinking and i keep i keep feeling that's what we're seeing uh they're gonna start well, I, fleeing the ship so well related to the uh alien we do have a it's like a two minute clip we can close out with that the mccarthy's uh, oh sure yeah let's do that. do that okay we'll play that tell us about these hearings because we had initially heard that the hearing involving the whistleblower uh, would happen later this month. Is that still planned? Is that still, is that going to be scheduled officially? I, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say who's going to be at the hearing. We're going to firm that up and I'll let the committee announce that. But I will say that it'll happen before the end of this month. Before the and end of this month. you all have been great. You broke before the end of July. Yes, sir. That is our plan. And um, we're trying to nail down all the details. But of course, you know, we have the Pentagon pushing against us. 
calling some of our witnesses, telling them, you know, don't go testify before this committee. If we have to, we'll use the power of subpoena. We'll bring them in there and make them tell the truth because this thing has been covered up. It is ridiculous. We, the Pentagon needs to come forth with the truth finally, and let's let's put this let's let's move on to another issue. But until then, I think we need to find out what's going on. And and the charcoal briquette comment, everybody always quotes me on that. And um, <laughs> the reality is, these folks, they, if they are beings from light years away or wherever, the dark side of the moon, I don't know. Um, they their technology is so incredible that, that they could have done us if they can travel light years to visit our little measly planet. Um, Yeah. So, what's the charcoal briquette comment? I just don't know what the what he's referring to. I don't know either. Everybody quotes him on it. Well, apparently not my ears. (laughs) Not everybody, because I have no idea either. Okay, that'll be a study thing for next week. I'll find out what the charcoal. Yeah, I'll have to find out who that is. But yeah, yeah, I think that was a few months ago, like May. Um, Yeah, and they haven't. Besides the fact I don't trust anybody in Congress. The second point I'm just going to say is it does make a uh, it does verify that old saying about how a lie travels around the world before truth even gets out of the house, something like that. Look, you know, when JFK was shot, you had them telling you the whole story, the news, everybody knew the whole story, the FBI, the CIA, everybody knew exactly what happened within 48 hours. Right. But (laughs) it turns out not so fast. And now (laughs) it's something that this, they claim, here's a guy, McCarthy claiming that he knows about aliens and that they're going to really research this. And yet if they really did, they should be just out, out doing it right now. If you really think it should, you know, if you can, you put out the falsehoods right away, but you're going to drag these out probably for another decade. I, uh, or longer. Yeah. Yeah, They'll they'll pull the card when they need to, but I don't know that they'll do a real honest, full disclosure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the other thing you have to think about is like, if they were to do an honest, full disclosure on anything, really, then they have to be held accountable for lying and for withholding. And I know the argument is, oh, the masses couldn't handle it. But if they then do a full disclosure, what's the justification? Oh, now they can handle it. They couldn't handle it before. So it kind of like discredits them altogether. So course, now the they're liars. Disclosure, and- the worst disclosure, if they actually, actually admit these, these weapons were bio, the vaccines were bio weapons meant to kill the and sterilized that. people that comes out officially. And they know they're going to have pitchforks around DC. They, so yeah, well, they're not going to do that. I, I, there aren't many. I'm not a betting person, but I, I think I'm going <laughs> to bet that they're not going to do a full disclosure on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm with I think you on that. Still, I think they're also still in the operation of that. I don't think they're done. Oh no, no. Yeah. Well, look, what what eight percent of people are taking the new vaccine? It's crazy. I mean. You know, I, I, I tell people don't, they said, how about the shingle shot? I said, no, ma'am, I don't even want to buy toothpaste from these psychopaths. Don't take anything they want to inject in you. No, <laughs> no, it's crazy to me. It's I mean, crazy. That from the blood supply. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's a, I just, I just heard a story. Of a rumor. The, the blood supply. I know. No, that's scary. That's really scary. Um, I just heard somebody tell me a story of like she had lifelong effects from the tetanus shot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can be allergic. They always tell you, you can be allergic and have problems with anything. But yeah. again, how many people ever really had tetanus? And what is tetanus? I've never met anybody. I mean, again, a rabies. Rabies is even rarer. I mean, 
well, that was Louis Pasteur, right? So yeah, but you know, when you started really this whole mess. That, that's another thing I'm going to go do deep dive on because when you really look into rabies, I had this discussion with Andrew Kaufman. I said, okay, I think I got most of these diseases. What do you think rabies is? And he said, I think animals just eat dead things when they're desperate and they, and they, and then they get sick and then they can make you sick. Uh, and I think that's, it's going to be something like that. And if you think about it, when do we, they claim that we have rabies come out when we're, when they're animals overpopulated, like I, I'm in raccoon territory. I hate them. Yeah. And um, they're really a nuisance, but they come around and you go years and they're not a problem. And then there'll just be a big overgrowth of raccoons and they eat everything in sight, including, right. you know, your, your cat food, your garden, the chickens, anything they want. And, um, and that's when they claim that rabies comes around after it's been right. overgrown like that. Well, what happens is they're desperate for food when they get too many right. of the population. Sure. So that could be, it's not what they're telling you. And the idea that everybody has to get shot, even if you just happen to have a bat in the house, how many people have really gotten bitten by a bat and gotten rabies? See, these numbers never are made real public. And I'm going to try and search that out for future reference. Because yeah. I think that, again, a lot of these diseases, I can tell you for a fact they lied about measles. The, the way they got people to take vaccines is they claim that, that it would save people in childhood disease. It did not. We were oh, already yeah. going down to less than 300 cases a year when they started vaccination programs. And if you actually look at, they had to put in the children from Africa and places to, in order to make it look like it's actually doing something. If you treat kids with like vitamin A and vitamin D, I think it is, then they don't get it either. They don't right. die from measles either. It doesn't mean you don't get it, but you don't don't have the the so-called rash of this so-called disease, but it's not right. from a virus and you're not dying from it. So right. even smallpox is going to turn out to be that. I think we got, I think we've got, I think we can explain all these diseases. You don't need viruses to explain them. Oh yeah. There's one of the little oh. bastards. Yeah. Oh. You look so cute. But the reason they have those little masks, because they're really bandits. Yeah. They're bandits. <laughs> They'll rob no, you blind. They'll destroy things. Don't let them. Don't, don't let them fool you with that cute little look. <laughs> they don't look cute to me. They look yeah. scary and creepy, <laughs> vicious. But yeah, no, I well, I think uh, the rabies would be really interesting to do a dive on because yeah. that kind of started the whole mess. It you know that was Pasteur versus Bichamp, right? No. And uh, he didn't. And he it was all about a vaccine. It's always been about a vaccine. You know, even like Louis Pasteur admitted on his deathbed that he lied about this stuff. So, yeah. I mean, and it's crazy. I, I never, that's again, crazy to me. I claim so classically, I believed all this stuff, but I well, just. Don't what's so crazy is not just, I mean, so you were trained in this, but I think about the propaganda for little kids because I remember reading books about Louis Pasteur and seeing like little movies when I was like three, four years old. Right. Why did they care that you knew it at that age? That's right. Yeah. I mean, Louis Pasteur, like, I, I remember the book. Like, it, you know, this little book, it was like a white book with all these pictures. And I mean, he was the hero. And I, I was literally, I had to be like four, three, four years old reading this book. And that's, that's very interesting if you think about it. Why are they making children's books geared at that age to uh, about like making Louis Pasteur a hero? Right. It's a, the germ, the germ yeah. theory has been a very useful, uh, and yeah. I'm not one of these, by the way, I'm not one of the people that believe that you never get sick from bacteria. I'm not saying that because yeah. there's something, there's some reason that you can save lives with antibiotics in, in, I know. in 
longtime historical cases and in my own personal experience as a physician that would have died without the antibiotics. You know, we yeah. tried it that way. It doesn't work. People die. Pneumonia being one of them. People right. that get sudden onset, they can go down so fast and you can turn it right around with antibiotics. If you don't do it, they die. I'm telling I, you. I remember in 2018, I had pneumonia. I was so sick that literally all I could do was lay in bed and moan. I couldn't right. even get up to go to a doctor and my fever finally broke and I Ubered to a doctor and within an hour of taking antibiotics, I felt like almost fine. Yeah. I mean, and it I, was and like I, that fast. Absolutely. I mean, I think my husband would have died if we had, he hadn't, when we were on a cruise, he got sick the day he got off the ship and mm -hmm. he changed a tire that morning for the car that we were riding with our friends it had a flat tire. When we got to out of the ship, we were going to go to the car and had a flat tire. He was able to change the tire, but, yeah. but three hours later on the drive home, he is having what they call true rigors. He's shaking like that. You cannot, he, he would have been dead except my friend was a doctor. I was a doctor. We both had an antibiotic with us that were, if you put them together, that was the perfect combination for outpatient pneumonia. And I had to stay up with him all night and give him that. And it, it, he was able to he'd be, he was almost, 80% better in the next morning or, or more. He, it really, but that's what Jim Henson died of because he got pneumonia. And by the time he got to the New York city hospital, it was too late. Too that's, late. that's, we called it the old man's friend in those days because in, in before antibiotics, because it would kill people so quickly, they didn't suffer. Wow. Well, yeah. I know the theory from the people who are saying like, you know, that you don't need antibiotics is that their theory yeah. is that, if I understand it correctly, that is basically that there are people when the when your uh, threshold is too high and then you can't fight it off naturally, then antibiotics can help. But that if you were to have an ideal terrain, let's say, right, there's always the terrain, and you could. But the yeah. problem they don't get is. And I give, I give them credit for what they're saying, but you sure. can't always control the terrain. I, yeah. I was on one of these talk groups and I said, you know, come talk to me after you've dealt with uh, a high powered wound, high powered mm -hmm. weapon round that goes through the femur. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to tell you without antibiotics, that person's going to die. <laughs> I'm just going to tell right, you. Right. You can't control that terrain. I mean, so you do you yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, do you think there'll ever be a, a full disclosure on uh, on germ theory? I think so. I honestly you, think that's one that's going to come out. Do you out. think it'll be? I don't think it's going to be because the, the guys. Are, do you think it'll be an official disclosure, or no. you think it'll just be a, a a success in the battle of ideas? Yeah, I think it's going to be a series of little disclosures, and the actual uh, medical establishment may play a role, so they don't go down with the with the they don't get pitchforked out of their hospitals, I guess right. is what I'm going to say. I think they're going to have to admit that they were doing some bad things. They're going to just like it basically, maybe it's going to be like the world war II Nuremberg trials. They're going to throw a few red shirts to the, yeah. to the wolves. And then they're going to escape by saying, well, as it turns out, we were fooled and this is what really is going on. And right. this is what we should have been doing. And then we're going to suddenly move ahead. I think and that's, that's to me is not a full disclosure, but no, no but it's a, <laughs> but at least it's coming. It's, it's, it's taking us along the path that we needed to be on. Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. Well, the I think less the they truth can hide, does come the better out. we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think the truth does come out. So, so do we have a plan for next week? Ah, well, I think we could either do the uh, state and marriage or we could do the reform on education, but maybe do the state and marriage first. Okay. And then we'll do we the education. Okay.
Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one too. And it's a uh, very relevant to us. So yeah, as you're, I've been doing all sorts of research engaged, on it. We should talk about it. And because I, I, uh, I, I dealt with that decision. Yeah. So, so I'd love yeah. to hear your experience. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll discuss that one. Yeah. No, I've, cause I've always felt that way that there's no reason. And I remember uh, as we were talking about before, when they talked about the gay marriage, I was like, why is the, why is the government even involved in marriage? It makes That's, no sense. Yeah. 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 So Cool. I don't think that one's going to be revealed either, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> <No. talk about. laughs> well, we'll reveal that. Yeah. We got that one. We got that one. <laughs> All really right. One. All right. Well, I, I think this was a, uh, this was fascinating. I mean, no, I, I, we're definitely not going to hear this on the mainstream media because it doesn't serve them. No, but that's we, right. <laughs> I mean, are they going to reveal that they're still undergoing operation uh, mockingbird? Probably not. And that no. they're probably doing or a MK or right, or a count. I think they're doing a counter intel pro mockingbird yeah. right now. So, so. Yeah. all right. Well, till next time, and uh, yeah, we'll have more dangerous truths for you. Thank, Thank you. you all. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.